Morning, everyone. It is Monday, the 18th of July. Good morning, Henry Jennings. You're on overnight for us. What have you got? Good morning, Ben, and welcome to another fun-packed week on the Australian market. And we had a pretty good lead-in today from US markets on Friday. Some really good results from Citigroup. I must admit, it's unusual for a US bank of the size of Citigroup to move 13% on only slightly above expectation results. So it just shows how much down and optimism there was in the marketplace for the US bank. So it was impressive to to see the US banks doing as well as they had and the likes of Goldman was up 4.4%, Bank of America up 7%. And as a result of all this, the Dow Jones was up 658 points, which was a big night, 2.15%. Even commodities got a little bit of optimism, a spring in their step. And we did see copper up 0.4%, oil doing well again, up 2.1%. So that was all good. Iron ore flatlining and some stability creeping in in Dalian futures as we speak at the moment in early Asian trade because they did dip below 100 US a tonne on those futures exchanges on last week's session. So that is a bit of a concern. But generally, the positive lead was enough. And certainly, we had SPY up 57 points. And as Tom will tell you, we're not doing quite as well as that at the moment. We're up 40 points and some big news in banking circles today, which we'll talk about as well. Very nice. Thank you, Henry. Tom, could you fill us in on that big news, please? Thank you, Ben. Yes, well, as Henry said, we are up 40 points, not quite what the futures had indicated, but reversing more than half of last week's fall, which is good to see. Energy and miners leading the market higher, healthcare and utilities negative territory. But the big news story today is ANZ buying Suncorp's banking arm for $5 billion. They're going to raise $3.5 billion at $18.90. They also talked up intense price competition in the mortgage business, and Suncorp is up 6% on the news there. Whitehaven Coal up 8% they said they expect full year earnings to be $3 billion or reach $3 billion. Email payments up 4%. They confirmed they were in talks with potential suitors, but added discussions have now ended. Newix and Excel down 8%. They said they had expectations for earnings to more than halve for the full year amid legal costs and falling sales. Linus LYC up 3%. They posted the second best quarter for sales revenue ever. And Rio Tinto up 1.1% said they would push further into battery materials. Just signposting some of the main events this week, we have the continuation of US results season, resources sector, quarterly reduction numbers. We've got BHP tomorrow, RBA minutes this week, they're tomorrow as well. Some speeches from Philip Lowe and Deputy RBA Governor Bullock, UK inflation and an ECB meeting on Thursday, colour the calendar, Ben. Very nice. Thank you, Tom. Layton, what have you got from brokers? Thank you, Ben. Just a couple of upgrades to go through this morning. I've got Ansel, that's A, and N upgraded to outperform at Macquarie. The broker has noted that near-term earnings could continue to be impacted with the unwinding of COVID demand that we saw in 2020 and 2021. They've downgraded earnings forecast slightly for FY22 and FY23, but the target price actually jumped a little bit up to $27.85, which implies about a 16% upside. And Sims, that's SGM, was upgraded to a buy at City. FY22 and FY23 earnings forecasts have been lowered by the broker to account for lower Turkish scrap prices, which have now fallen 38% since March, and City believes are now getting into oversold territory. Broker sees value in Sims with the share price having recently fallen around 35%, and the company has a strong net cash position and a strong balance sheet. So the target price has dropped slightly down to $17, but that still implies a 23% upside. Thank you.
Thank you, Ben. Nice stuff. Thank you, Leighton. A couple of fresh ideas today. Quickly, Chris, you have one. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, I'm just taking a look at Next DC, stock code NXT. And the reason why I'm taking a look at it because it operates a little bit more like a utility company. It is a tech company, but it reminds me of the toll road operators that spend a lot of money building these roads and then collect fees for the next 50 years. So these guys obviously build data centers and then they rent that data storage out to companies, governments, institutions, and collect fees for a long period of time. And this is a mega trend that's going on at the moment. There are all of those companies, governments, institutions, like I said, needing more and more data storage and willing to pay a good price for it. And uh, whilst there will be some competition, someone else, of course, could build these data centers. The barriers to entry seem quite high and they do have a competitive advantage. So I'm just taking a look at it. It has bounced technically. It's off the lows from June, I think it was, around 980. It has some momentum behind it now, currently trading around 11.50. I like it. I've got a target up towards 13 bucks and there's some brokers out there with even more aggressive targets. Note Macquarie that has a target at 13, 21% above the current market price. Stuff, thank you, Chris. And I've got a quick look at IGO, stock code IGO, which has got a little bit of broker interest recently, but nothing major to report there. Just a little look at some interesting views. Henry, what have you got in Henry's take? Just in my take on the drilling of stock is um, a small cap company, $250 million market cap paying plus 9% fully frank yield, which is good. A recent trading update as well, which is good, is a stock called IV Group, IVE Group, stock code IGL. A mate of mine who I used to work with many years ago at Macquarie, who was the insurance analyst there and then became the head of IR at QBE, is helping these guys, IVE Group, with a little bit of investor awareness. So uh, he asked me to have a look at it. I have had a look at it and it doesn't look too bad. Not exactly stunning growth, but there is certainly potential there as it gets its act into gear. It has a digital business called Lasso, which makes digital catalogs. It also prints the paper catalogs and you thought the paper catalogs were dead, but I have to say, looking in my letterbox, they're not dead. They are alive and well and flourishing. So these guys are one of the big daddies in the print space. And although we were always told that we were going to have paperless offices and paper was going to be dinosaur kind of material, here we are. And I know that we get through lots of paper as do most people. So interesting little stock, good yield and pretty good balance sheet, potential buybacks, low PER, good management. It has got liquidity issues and it does obviously suffer from that whole dinosaur industry kind of thought around uh, paper printing, but um, they're coping quite well with the supply chain issues and building up inventory to take advantage of the situation. And just as an aside, interestingly, this morning, Woolworths bought a thing called Shopper Media Group, which is a digital company. They do catalogs and digital marketing. So they bought that for 150 million, the market cap of IVE Group, which has been going since 1921. So 101 years is $250 million. So a little bit of perspective on that one. Very interesting. Thank you, Henry. Lastly today, Tom, got a buy, hold, sell in the newsletter? I do. And it's one of our favorite retailers, JB Hi-Fi, code JBH. Results on August 15. The stock is down 17% since the start of the year, beaten down by expectations for higher interest rates. And of course, the soaring cost of living affecting the price. No guidance for the full year, which is expected to highlight margin compression higher labor costs, supply chain disruptions, and higher inventory levels. But what is important to remember is that we are probably in the worst part of the economic cycle for JB Hi-Fi. It's trading at a big discount to its historical PE. It has a history of returning value to shareholders and reporting strongly. It also has a history of acquiring businesses and extracting value from them. Most recently, the big one was the Good 
guys in 2016. Given strong level of negative sentiment is already priced in and accounting for slower revenue and earnings growth, the asymmetry of risk is debatably sitting to the upside. So JB Hi-Fi one to look at heading into results. It is starting to look a bit nicer technically. It's also got a gross yield of almost 7% as well. So not a bad stock there, Ben. Very nice right up there. Thank you, Tom. Our question today in light of Cam Smith winning the Open at St. Andrews and a handy 2.1 million pound prize that goes along with it is what sporting event would you like to go to that you haven't? Tom? I don't think you could go past a World Cup final. I think that would be phenomenal. And being in the country that wins the World Cup as well would just be amazing. I remember, I think it was France won in 2018 and seeing the Champs-Élysées with all the people on it for days looked amazing. I'm going to assume you're talking about soccer? Yeah, World Cup soccer, yeah. Very good. Lane? There is a lot of sporting events that I want to go to, but the first one on my list, because it's probably the most achievable, would be an AFL Grand Final. I think I haven't been to one yet. Nice. Chris? I'll give you three. Game seven of an NBA Finals, a Super Bowl, but number one would be Celtic versus Rangers. I would love to go and see That's that. interesting. Yeah. Henry? As far as I'm concerned, my number one would go and see the Summer Olympics in Paris in 2024, which isn't that far away, and it's eminently doable. I was at the Sydney Olympics in 2000 for two weeks and had one of the best times ever. It was fantastic. We had tickets to every track and field event. We went to see the swimming, the rowing, the equestrian. And I think it would be fantastic to go in Paris in 2024 in July. So that is high on my bucket list. And I think it's quite doable. It sounds, sounds pretty good. You might say Tom there, he's a bit of an Olympics fan as well. My one, I'd be like Chris. My top two would be the Super Bowl and the Masters at Augusta. Be very cool experience and have the $1.50 pimento cheese sandwich and the $2 beer because the prices are still in 1960. It's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow. I was playing golf at the weekend with one of my friends who has been listening to our morning meeting podcast for free for the past year and he was looking a bit sad and the reason he was looking a bit sad is because from the 1st of August, the Marcus Today morning meeting podcast is going dark. We are putting it behind the paywall. It'll be for members only. Anyone who wants to continue listening to the Marcus Day Morning Meeting podcast should do themselves a favour and us a favour and subscribe. And just to tickle you along, if you send an email to info at marcustoday.com.au and be very nice to Will, Chi-Chi and Karishma, they may just give you a bit of a promo code. Give it a go. Give it a go.